Praise the Lord. I got any Jesus lovers out there. I'm a I got Jesus any Jesus lover. love. Can you just put Jesus in the comments? Amen. Listen, the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall every bow knee. and every tongue shall confess. And so I just need my people to call out Jesus this morning. Amen. There is something about the name of Jesus. He is so good, so gracious, and so kind. I got to tell you that you look cute this morning. Thank you, ma'am. You know, I traveled this weekend, so I ain't see you very so much. you missed so me, didn't you? I did right. miss you a lot. I'm a lot so, cuter when you miss me. <laughs> <laughs> you cute to me all the time, right? And so, you know, we're teaching on this series, Your Progress Will Have No End. And I want to get into it today. We've been using as our foundational scripture, Proverbs 4 and 12 in the Passion Translation. It says, your progress will have no limits. When you come along with me mm -hmm. and you will never stumble as you walk along the way, mm -hmm. man, that is so good to me because it reveals the heart and the intent of God that we would be a people who would continually progress, that he wants our marriage to get better. Yes. He wants our character to yes. get better. He wants our relationships to get better. And he wants our finances to get Amen. better. He says your progress will have no limits. Yes. When you come along with me, you will never stumble as you walk along the way. Well, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that this scripture actually comes from Proverbs 4, which is really what many, many in the church would consider the foundational teaching around wisdom, mm -hmm. right? In Proverbs 4 and 7 in the King James, it says, in all thy getting, get an understanding, get wisdom. Wisdom is what wisdom is superior to knowledge because wisdom is what God would do if he was playing your hand. That's why the Bible says that wisdom is the principal, the principal thing. It is the thing that everything else must be built upon. If you build up on anything else, it has the potential to fall apart. It's, it's, it's equivalent to when Jesus talks about building your life on a, on a rock on a solid foundation. We know that Jesus is that rock for us. Jesus is the beginning of wisdom for us. So when it says in all thy getting, get, it says wisdom is the principal thing and in all thy getting, get an understanding. He says, Jesus is your rock. Now understand what it means to come along with the rock. No, that's so when crazy. I look at this scripture, he says, uh, he says, he says, literally your progress will have no limits when you come along with me. That doesn't mean asking Jesus to come your direction. It means when you fall in line with what he has already predestined and pre-planned pre for your life, things are going to happen and there's just not going to be any limit to it. That's so good. You know, and the Bible is filled with a lot of keys for our life. Sure it is. And one of the things that it tells us, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. So in order to even qualify to properly handle wisdom, you have to have enough reverence for the Lord to value his words. Yes. You must have enough reverence for the Lord to value his words. One of the things that I think is really interesting, you know, I've, I don't know if you realize this, but I've been coaching for 11 years mm -hmm. now. I've been coaching for 11 years now. We've been pastoring for 22 years. And one of the things that I find is that there is often a disconnect mm -hmm. between the people who say they love Jesus and the value they have for his word. Sure. So this scripture is saying, I can't just say I love Jesus. I must value his words. I must value his written words. I must value the instruction that he has given me enough to come alongside it. Mm -hmm. A lot of believers live a lot of time frustrated because you go to church, 
you lift your hands up, you talk about how much you love Jesus. But when Jesus tells you to quit arguing back with your spouse, you keep talking. But it's because what we've said before is that people really do want Jesus to be their savior. They, they want to be rescued. They don't want to be in a position of possibly leaving this earth that we that they know now and end up in a place of damnation. So they say, yes, Jesus, I want you to save me. But not everybody always progresses to him being and Lord. It's the and Lord part that causes you to say, God, I'll lay down my life and do it your way. Until he becomes Lord of your life, just having him as your savior, you're missing out on the complete picture of what he wants. You're so missing out on the complete picture. And I was saying to Canaan the other day, I said, everything of value that you can see in your dad and I's life, right? Yep. It has come because we begin to come alongside wisdom. Yes. We allow what God said to become the most important thing in our the lives. The superior thing. It became the superior things. There have been many times in our 28 years of marriage that we had different opinions. Yes. There have been many times in our life where we would have wanted to go a different direction. Absolutely. There have been many times in our life where we didn't understand what God is saying. We are now living in the fruit of coming alongside Amen. him. Amen. And I was saying that one of the things I think people have to understand in the kingdom that is so contrary to the world. In the world, we are taught information and then we apply it. Mm. In the kingdom, he gives us an instruction and then he explains it. Yes. He gives us an instruction and then he explains it. On Friday, I was Thursday, I was driving. I was asking the Lord, why is his order that way? Mm. And he took me to Isaiah 55. He said, Sean, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. My ways are higher than your ways. Even if I told you before I showed you, you wouldn't understand. Mm. You wouldn't understand why God chose to, for example, have us to stay in Northwest Arkansas for Jordan. Yes. We didn't understand that before Jordan was ever born, right. that when God was keeping us here, he was orchestrating something for her. He couldn't have explained it to us. Even if he had explained it to us, our natural wisdom would have said, well, it's good schools everywhere. Mm -hmm. Our natural wisdom would have said, we need to move where we think it's a superior school system. But he had already put things in place. So if you're going to really live this no limit life. You have to become a person who values what the Lord says. Mm. And you have to value it so much that once you have heard from him, Come on. you confer no longer with flesh and blood. I had, you know, for my own personal life, I had to, because, and we've told this story before, I really wanted to move to Atlanta, Georgia. Now I know we don't you don't necessarily like it now and those kind of things. But when we were when we first got married and the, the Olympics was getting ready to be held in Atlanta, it's where everybody was going. Everybody who was who 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 was you know trying to move and shake was trying to get to Atlanta. And every time the Lord told us we couldn't go, I saw that as God keeping something from me. You know, I, I and, and 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 because I just didn't want to disobey God, we didn't go. But I didn't have any joy about staying either most of the time. And I realized that in my immaturity, what was happening was, is that I saw it as God trying to keep something from me, but God was actually, it had already prepared something for me. 
And so many times, if we will remember, he's a, we sing the song, what? He's a good, good father. If he's a good, good father, good, good fathers don't keep what's good from us. And the Bible even says no good, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. So how am I walking upright and, and then still thinking God's withholding from me? It's, it's, it's a confused mindset. And the enemy wants us to be in that place because in that place is when we begin to exalt our own will above the will of God. Now, Romans 12 and 2 says it like this. He says, um, be transformed mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Guys, I need you to understand. Do you know how you're going to be transformed in your obedience? Yeah, and I love that. You, I love you, it when it says, the, it's one translation that says that. It says, in the continual renewing of your in mind. In the continual renewing of your mind. Because it's not a one-time thing. Yes. So what's going to happen is, is that as we, the first step has to be, I value God's word mm. above my opinion. Mm -hmm. Put that in the comments. I value yeah. God's word above my opinion. Yes, I value God's word above I my opinion. I value God's word above my opinion. Mm -hmm. Can I tell y'all that most of the stuff that has radically changed our life didn't make sense to us? Right. Most of the stuff that has radically changed our life, the stuff that radically changed our marriage, yep. the stuff that changed our, that brought us into ministry, yep. the stuff that brought us into the financial place that we live in yep. now, it did not make sense to us. But what we purposed in our heart come to on, do come on. is that you, you used to say this years ago, if God don't help us, we go fail anyway. I mean, that, that was the thing that really, really brought it to my heart home brought brought it home for me and just had me thinking you know and I, no matter how smart we thought we were no matter how many degrees we had accumulated collectively if god don't help us in everything we do we're going to fail and once we once once that became our mantra it was easy to go to god about the little thing about the medium thing, about, about the, the big, big thing. thing. It didn't matter because no matter what, if God didn't help us, we were going to fail. Let me ask you a question. Let me say this first. I realized as you was talking, do you know why I don't like Atlanta now? Because God didn't like it for me. Mm. So mm. I purposed in mm. my heart not to like that it. if God didn't like Atlanta for me, I didn't like Atlanta. And I didn't even realize that mm. until you just said mm. it. Because I thought I did used to like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. What happened mm -hmm. when God said he did not like Atlanta for me? Mm -hmm. I don't let myself like Atlanta. Yeah. Somebody ought to take that word. I don't there. like what God don't like I don't, for me. I don't like what God don't like for me. So if God say this person should not be my friend, mm. if God say I should not date this person, if God say this job is not mine, I realized when you were talking, I never understood this before. While all of a sudden I began to have a disdain toward Atlanta because I don't like what God because don't, I don't like, like what God don't like for me, mm -hmm. and that disdain for Atlanta kept Atlanta from being an option. See, when I don't develop a disdain for what God has said doesn't belong to me, I will keep it on the table as an option. Mm. When I don't develop a disdain for the person God told me not to date, I'll date them when I've been single long enough. When I'm in a situation, I'll take the job when I've been in a bad situation long enough. I literally, the Bible says that we are to love what God loves and to hate what God mm. hates. I don't like Atlanta because God doesn't like Atlanta for me. You have to make your palate match God's. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> whatever, that's God, good. whatever God likes, I like. Whatever I like God whatever God likes, like. I don't like. My palate matches God. And as you were sitting there talking, I had to remind myself I used to like Atlanta. Yeah. That's what it means to renew your mind. Yeah, in 94, in, you liked Atlanta. I like, <laughs> baby, in 2022, right. you could not melt right. me and pour me in Atlanta. I don't even hardly like to go and visit my kids <laughs> in Atlanta because God said Atlanta is not for me. And, and, and be clear, because people go, oh, my God, Pat Sean don't like Atlanta. I can't like Atlanta. No. Hear what we said. You like what God likes for you, for you, and you dislike what God dislikes for you. Atlanta may be the place that he's calling somebody That's right. else. That's right. And the best thing you can do in your life is get to the will of God. Yes. Now, this is the question I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you, babe. When you look back at our marriage yeah. in those years when it was really tough, yeah. and you think about the instructions God was giving us, that we didn't know the other person was getting at the mm -hmm, time because mm -hmm. we was both so cantankerous mm -hmm. and needed to grow up, mm -hmm. right? Could you have imagined at that point we would have the kind of marriage we have now? Dreamed of it, but didn't think it was possible. Dreamed of it, but didn't think it was possible. I never got married to have a bad marriage. Right. I got married because I wanted to have a great marriage. But when things were bad, I dreamed they could be better. I wasn't sure how they would get better which is why I was willing to eventually obey God so I could see. And I'll be honest, sometimes I obey God to prove him wrong. I'm like, okay, I'm going to obey. I'm going to be quiet and not say something. I want to show you that she's going to keep on talking. She's going to ruin this. I'm going to show you, God. <laughs> but that ain't what happened, though. Y'all pray for the <laughs> And so I actually obeyed God, and then things started getting better. And as things started getting better, it was like, wait, God, duh, God does know more than I know, right? God does know more it's than like, I duh. know. Duh, God does know more than I know. So what you should see in your walk with God is that the immaturity mm. that argued and debated mm -hmm. with God mm -hmm. when you were a young believer Come on now. should not be seen in your life now. And it shouldn't just transfer from one thing to another. It shouldn't be you're immature about a job and now you don't grew up in that, but now you're immature about your giving. And now you grow up in that. Now you're immature about who you're in a relationship with. You need to grow up in all areas. You need to grow up in all areas. Why? Because Psalms 115, 14 says, may the Lord give you great increase, mm -hmm. you and your children. Yes. Listen, I said when I was in, a, where was I this weekend, wherever I was, I said, we want the same thing God wants. Yes. But the enemy makes us think we can get it without him. Mm. We cannot get. How are you going to get God's treasure without God? Come on. How are you going to get God's treasure without him giving you the keys? And here, here's the problem with attempting to get God's treasure without God. The enemy will present something to you. It looks like it. Mm. And because you're trying to get it without God, you will settle for something that looks like what God wanted for you, but it doesn't have the, the same value and weight that God wants for you. God wants you to have a good marriage, but because you're trying to get it without asking God about who it is that, that you would want to be with, then, then, then you end up just picking somebody who you think you should have and getting something that looks like it's from God, but it's really not. And the reason I mentioned that is I was reading something this weekend while you were gone, and it was, I don't remember all five of them, but there were five, it was five things they said that, that, that Christians, adult Christians, young, young adults, you know, middle-aged people are struggling with right now. 
and, uh, and one of them was about trusting God for who they would marry. That, that was the thing that was, that's the thing they were afraid of. They were afraid to trust God because what if God tells me to marry somebody I don't, I don't, I don't, who, who don't fit me? And it was like, wow, the idea that we serve a God who would give us something in somebody who didn't fit us that we didn't want to like shows how we set ourselves up as our own God. It shows how we've set ourselves. That's going to take me right on into Genesis 1 and 26. Mm -hmm. The Bible says we were created. How are we supposed? I'm, let me just read the scripture. Mm. It says, and God says, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image and after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the tame beasts and over all of the earth and everything that creepeth upon the earth. Mm -hmm. So God created in his own image and in the image and likeness of God, he created male and female. He created them. Say we all created in the we image of God. We all created in We're the image of God. We're all created in the image of God. And then it says in verse 28, and God blessed, blessed them. Empowered. And he said to them, be fruitful, mm -hmm. multiply, fill the earth and subdue it using its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion, have dominion, dominion. have dominion yes. over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, this was God's plan mm -hmm. for humanity. Yes. If you go to Genesis 2015, you're going to find the linchpin that was designed to keep it all in place. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 2.15, it says the Lord took the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and to keep it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Surely die. God sets a principle from the beginning. I love it. He says, if you eat, what I've told you not to eat, you will put a limit mm, on your life. Yes. Touching what I told you not to touch. Will put a limit. Capstones your ability to live according to how I destined you. And it will invite death in mm. your life, even if it's not immediate. Mm. Even if it's not immediate. It says, so if you don't eat the thing, if you do what I tell you to do, You'll eat a lim you'll live a mm. limitless life. Now I want y'all to think about this. How why the Bible says that the wisdom of God is foolishness to this mm. world. God literally uses a limitation to make us limitless. I love it. He uses a limitation to make us limitless. The enemy tries to convince us that we get limitless, that we are limitless by being disobedient. Yeah. But God says, I literally give you a limit and that limit will make you limitless. The enemy wants us to believe that God wants to limit us. But what? But but in God limiting certain things, he makes us unlimited. And the reality of it is, I think about that scripture says God uses the, 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 the foolish things to, to confound the wise, right? People think they're wise in their own sight, their own understanding about how to be limitless. But God is like, no, no, no. What you're trying to do actually limits you. What I am doing makes you live a limitless. life that is limitless. Limitless. Yes. 
So when you won't sow, yes, you put a limit on your life. Yeah, wee. When you won't give the way he's telling mm -hmm. you to live, mm -hmm. give, you put a limit on your mm -hmm. life. When you won't develop the character mm -hmm. he's telling you to develop, you're putting a limit on your when life. When you won't forgive. When you won't forgive, you you're are putting, putting a, a limit, limit on, on your, your life. life. Now, the deception is that you're freeing yourself. My God, but yeah. any freedom that is obtained through disobedience is bondage. bondage. Say that again. Any freedom say, that is obtained. Uh, say, say it slow. Okay. Say it slow. Say, I want them to get that. <laughs> any freedom. Any freedom. Any so-called freedom. Any so-called freedom. That is obtained. That is obtained. Through disobeying God. Through your disobedience. Is actually. Is actually. Bondage. Bondage for you. So the enemy pulls a baiting switch on you. Mm. He says, and that's what happened to Adam and Eve. Mm. What happened to Eve, it really happened to Eve. What happened to Eve, and you got to understand this, your biggest enemy is not the devil. Mm, it's not. Your biggest enemy is the idolatry of yourself. Mm -hmm. It is every one of our biggest enemies. Yeah. It is the idolatry of ourselves. It's the only way the enemy even gets a foothold in our lives. The only way he even has access is because of that idolatry of self that we have. It is the idolatry of self. Think about this. The enemy presents himself to Eve. He does not say, Come and follow me. He doesn't. She never would have come and never, followed him. Never would have. What he says is God is trying to keep something good from you. In the way he said it, he said, oh, God already knows. God already knows. God already knows. God already knows. The day knows you eat this, if you eat you'll this, be just like him. You'll be just like he him. He didn't say God's withholding something from you, but he planted the seed that God was withholding something. And that's what he, he has no new tricks. It's the same thing he does to us in this world today. He's using that idolatry of self to whisper something to us to, so that we convince ourselves that God ain't for us. Because the enemy, I want y'all to hear me lean into your screen this morning. The enemy cannot take anything mm. that God has given you unless he can get you to disobey. You have to forfeit it through disobedience. You forfeit it through disobedience. Yes. And so the biggest enemy that any of us, that's why Romans 8 tells us to be carnally minded mm, is death. Yeah. They that walk in the spirit, um, this isn't in the notes, but we've been reading this in, in, uh, in, our men, in my mentor group. Um, I'm out of Romans 8 in the Passion Translation. Um, and it says in verse 17, I just want to read this. It says, the mature children of God mm. are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Impulses. The mature, I can check. In other, in other words, when you get an unction from the Holy Spirit, you move. I can check my maturity mm. by my by what moves me. I love it. I can check my, my maturity by whose impulses move me. Mm. I'm going to feel the enemy pulling me here. I'm going to feel God pulling me here. But the measure of my maturity is which one of them can move me. Mm. It's which one of them can move me. So God wants us to live a limitless life. I want to go to Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 19 in the Amplified. This will bless you because God has never changed his original plan. Mm -hmm. He's always said, I want you to live a limitless life. He's always said the way you get there is obedience. obedience. He's never changed it. Whether we're talking old covenant, whether we're talking before there is a covenant, old covenant, 
or new covenant. He has always said, my intent for you is for you to increase more and more, you and your children. And the only way to get there is through obedience. I need me, everybody to type in these comments real loud today. Obedience. 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 How do I show my faith? Obedience. Mm -hmm. How do I show my love? Obedience. How do I worship? Obedience. How do I weather the storm? Obedience. How do I receive the promise? Obedience. How do I get the provision I'm believing God for? Obedience. So the enemy works desperately to get us to believe obedience is optional. To believe that and to believe that obedience is actually limiting. He wants us to believe that obeying God limits us. Because he is counter, he, he wants us to think counterintuitive to what God has said, which is that if you obey me, your life will be limitless. I just, uh, let's look at this, guys. Look at this. Are y'all learning something from this? Put in the comments what you're learning for this. Man, listen, if you're in Northwest Arkansas, you need to make your way to live service. Yeah. Because, baby, let me tell Don't you, just there, there is an anointing in the place for the release of wealth today. Amen. In Deuteronomy 13 and 15. It says, listen closely. I have set before you today mm -hmm. life and prosperity, mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. death and adversity, mm -hmm. evil, in that I command you today mm -hmm. to love the Lord your God, to walk, that is to live each and every day in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments and his precepts, so so that you'll do what? Live. So that you'll live. Everybody shout live. 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 Not exist. Not exist. Live. Not survive. So that you will live. 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 So that you will live. He wants you to live. Mm -hmm. Every area of your mm -hmm. life where you are capped, if we walk through it, I will show you your disobedience. And I love this that he says, I command. That, that's a very strong, that's, that's not a suggestion. He says, I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and to keep his command. He said, I command you to keep the commands because if you keep the commands, baby, you will live. You will live. You will live. He says, live and multiply. And multiply. Multiplication should be the mark of every believer. Because it's a result of living. A result of living is multiplication. He says, if you will, if Preach, you will keep babe. the commandments, if you, I command you to keep the commandments so that you can live and so that you can then see the multiplication is on your life. And this is my probably my favorite part mm -hmm. of this verse. He says, and he says, so first of all, you go live and you go multiply. Mm -hmm. He said, and that the Lord will empower you mm -hmm. in the land which you are entering to mm, possess. I love now, that. I want to come back I to this it. verse, but okay. I got to finish this scripture finish, finish, right, finish here. right here. He says, but if your hearts turn away My God. and you will not hear and, obey, hear and obey, and you are drawn away to worship other gods, and to listen, serve them. and to My serve goodness. them. I want some of you to understand that for you, it's never going to be bailed. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it's never going to be Asherah. Yeah. You need to put in there. But if you are drawn away and worship yourself mm -hmm. and serve yourself, mm -hmm. he, I declare to you today that you will certainly perish. Mm. You will not live long 
in the land which you crossed the Jordan to enter and possess. Guys, hear what he's saying. He was saying, you can temporarily obey him because God is good. Mm. He will let you into your promised place. But if you turn away from him, you won't maintain it. You know what I heard when you What'd read you say? I, I've you read hear? this many, many times before, but when you read that that time and it says you will not live long in the land which you crossed the Jordan to enter and possess, I was thinking, how terrible is it to disobey God, to live long enough to see what you think is God and then die or lose it all because it really wasn't from God? How, I love that. Th that is that's what happened when people get married and they don't ask and consult God about it. They marry somebody, they're happy, it looks like it. He says, but you won't live long enough, it won't last long enough. You won't you won't get to enjoy it. You'll see it, that's but you good. won't get to enjoy it. Why? That's because it wasn't from God. You got this from another God. Okay, so I want to say this. Here's the other side to that. Mm -hmm. He actually did give you the marriage, mm. but you won't obey him now mm. that you're married. Now you've exalted, go, you've exalted going out to brunch instead of going to church. Wow. Now you won't sow seeds. Wow. So you actually did have the marriage. Mm. He actually did give you the job. Mm. He actually did give you the But house, you didn't have it long. But you didn't have it long. you didn't obey God. Because he said, he, because this is what he says, which I think is so important. He says, but if you turn your heart, mm. You turn your heart. What a lot of people have never dealt with is that you used God to get the thing. Mm. He wasn't the most important mm. thing. He was your means to an end. He was your means never to an end. Never make God a means to your end. So then when you got it. You didn't need God no You more. didn't need God no My more. goodness. You used God to get mm. the job. So mm. when you got it, you didn't think you needed If This reminds me of a testimony mm. I have told many My times before. Gracious. Years ago, there was a, a man who came here. He got a job um, yep. at the University of yep. Arkansas. I did not know him. We happened to go to dinner with them. God orchestrated as we were sitting there. The Lord was really dealing with me. You got to tell him. You got to tell him. You got to tell him. I said, I got to tell you something. The Lord told me to tell you. We was having a light fun dinner. Were we yep, not? We were. And the the Holy Spirit told me to tell this man, you did not qualify for this job. Mm. I moved you into this position because your heart is for me. Mm -hmm. If you get in this position and you forget I got you here, I will move you. That's the part of God that nobody talks about. Right, right, right. That's the part right, of God right. that no Doc Hilliard, I've been thinking about this all weekend. You know what Doc Hilliard says? Doc Hilliard says that when God tells you to do something, and you refuse to do it, he will let you live long, long enough to, to see somebody, somebody obey him. Obey him and live out what and you And live out what you were supposed you to live supposed out. To because here's the thing, while God loves you, God is not gonna stop his entire plan mm -hmm. for you. He is, he's, he's going to say, Brenda, come on and do this with me. Darius, come on and do this mm -hmm. with me. Come on, let's do some great exploits. Come on, let's change the mm -hmm. world. But if you go, no, I'm going to stay at this job. No, I'm not going to fix my marriage. No, I'm going to live. You'll live long enough to see somebody. And some of you got unforgiveness right now. You think somebody stole the idea. No, God put the anointing on them because you wouldn't do mm. it. He put the, it, it was your idea first. Heaven gave it to but you, you but move. you wouldn't you move. Wouldn't you wouldn't obey the impulse you of the Holy Spirit. Baby, if you don't preach up in here. <laughs> you wouldn't obey the impulse of the Holy Spirit. 
Let's keep going. He said, you will not live long in the land mm. which you cross. So here's the thing, guys. Whether you end up there with a false god or whether you end up there because you dethroned God, it ain't going to last long. It's not going to last long, mm. right? He says, I call heaven and earth mm. to witness. Against you today. I call heaven and earth to witness that I have set before you mm. life and death, mm -hmm. the blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live. Everybody shout live. Live. You and your descendants. And then he tells you again how you choose life. Mm -hmm. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, by holding closely to him, for he is your life. He is your life. He's your life. You, you, you only live through him. You don't really, everything else is existing. Only through him do we live. He is our life. You, to me, babe, yep. you are the fruit of his life in mm, me. Mm, you're the fruit. Mm, you're not the life. Not, no, you're not the no, vine. No, no, my children, no, no. my business, yes. good health. Yes. They this are ministry. The, this ministry. Yes. It is the fruit of my connection Amen. with him. Amen. But he is the life. He and is. some of you even right now, you need to cast down the our mm -hmm. children that, that you have in a place of idolatry. Oh you have exalted your kids so much you can't even obey mm. God. You have exalted your kids so much you say things like this. I can't do what God called me to do right now because I have kids. As though God is an idiot and he wow. doesn't know that you have kids. You need to put God in his rightful place he is my life. And John 15 said that when I'm joined to him, I will be fruitful. Mm. I will be fruitful. Mm. When I am joined to him, he will make me fruitful. There's a scripture. I can't think of it on my hand. He said, he, oh, Isaiah 55. He maketh it bring forth. Oh, yeah. He make it, they bring forth. So you need to understand that when you make God your life, God, because he is full of life, that's all that exists in mm -hmm. him. He will make everything in your life fruitful. <laughs> I love it. I heard the Holy Spirit say, and God will make you bud in an unbudding season. God, he, he has so much life. He, You can be in a season where nothing should be budding. Nothing should be living. Nothing should be growing. Nothing should be prospering. And you're following God and will be prospering in a season that all the economists, that all the experts, that all of the, the intellectuals will be telling you no one should be prospering right now, but you'll still be prospering. You will be like that tree planted by the river of living water. You will be like that tree whose, whose leaves are green in every single season. You, you know what I heard when you said that? The reason that he can make you bud in an unbudding mm -hmm. season is because in Isaiah, he said he put, he'll make a river in the desert. Yes, yes. If you obey God, yes. He you can be planted in a place that should not prosper, but because you have obeyed God, God it will but, but, okay. I gotta tell y'all a couple good. of testimonies and then we're gonna we're gonna we gonna wrap this up. We gotta up. get in the next door. I got I gotta <laughs> tell y'all some testimonies. As we were going in the pandemic, mm -hmm. literally, I was in a place and that that the the Virginia was shutting down. Mm -hmm. When I got, we, they didn't even know I was going to make it home. I was just believing God. Mm -hmm. We had talked about maybe yep. I would have to drive yep. back to Arkansas yep. because they were going to shut yep. the city down. Yep. They were going to shut the nation down. And this well-meaning pastor said to me, you need to get out of Arkansas. He said to me, there, the, the, there is a wealth mantle on all these things yep. I knew, yep. right? Yep. 
He was well-meaning. He was. And I said to him, it's not time. Not time. It's not time. I cannot go until God releases. Yeah. I want y'all to know that a couple of days ago that pastor called me. He said, I just want to tell you, I've watched what God did in your Mm -hmm. life in the pandemic. He said, I know what I said to you. So I got to come back and say to you, I have watched God make you bud. I have watched God make you prosper in a season and in a place where it didn't look and like And here's you what you have to remember. Here's what, and hear me, I'm going to look right in the camera when I say this. Every single one of you have to know this. What he said was true, but you have to know what God has said to you because he was seeing something in the future, but it wasn't the right time. And if you allow what someone says to resonate with what you already know, but you try to run faster than what God is telling you, it'll be like what God said wasn't true. And you have to be very careful. You have, that's why I've asked people all the time, what what did did God God say? say? Because once you know what God has said to you, then you can hear somebody say to you, you need to get out of Arkansas. And you know, God said, don't leave yet. And what you can say is, it ain't time yet. It's not time. I hear what you're saying. God's confirmed that with me too, but now is not the time. Because I've the heard time. from God, and even though I respect you, I confer no longer with flesh and blood. That's how the, That's how we practically walk out when people give us words. But if you don't know what God has said, you'll just be following every word somebody gives you. But it won't work. No. Hear me, guys. It will not work until you have made God your life because there is a period of time in my life where if someone had told me that Mm -hmm. I'd have been doing everything I could to get out of Arkansas because I'd have been like I got a man of God I got a prophet of God who has told me it's time it is about our maturity and intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. It is about us learning how to walk with God. And the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. He, his word for me has to be more important than my desires. Yes. It has to be more important than any dream. When I used to teach live your dreams, I would spend a whole weekend teaching them about how God has a dream mm-hmm. for them. And at the end, I would say, but what if he asked you for it? Mm. What if he asked you for yeah, it? Yeah. I want you to think of every single thing that God has promised you. And then I want you to say, but what if he asked you for it? Mm-hmm. Can he have it? Can he have it? When the answer is you can have anything. The maturity where I grew up was, I say, God, I will live in Arkansas for the rest of my life. That's what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I'll live for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you, if, if anybody who knows me knows this. I have never wanted to travel, have I? Mm -mm. I have never wanted to travel and preach. I don't like to leave my house. I don't like to leave you. I want to be wherever you are. I don't like to travel. But the Lord began to give me a word that he confirmed with my spiritual mother that I was supposed to travel. I had to decide that if God loved for me to travel, I love for me to travel Mm -hmm. too, because doing what he wants me to do is more important. As I was coming back home, we haven't even talked about this. Um, As I was coming back home on the plane, I began to hear the Holy Spirit say this to me. And I thought it it, it was so regal and so majestic. He said, I am looking for people that will serve at the pleasure of the king. Mm. 
Mm. I am looking for people that will serve at the pleasure of the king. Mm -hmm. And I said, I serve at the pleasure mm -hmm. of the king. Many of you have not made the decision. I serve at the pleasure of the king. Yeah. I serve at the pleasure of the king. I do what gives the king pleasure and the maturity is that I find pleasure in what gives the king pleasure. Mm, I love it. I find pleasure in what gives the Lord, I what the gives him pleasure. Mm -hmm. I want you to begin to see God, as Babe said earlier, not just savior, but he's the Lord. He's the king of kings. Yes. And I serve. I need some people to put that in the comments that you're making that shift this mm -hmm. morning. I serve at the pleasure of the king. I go where the king tells me to go. I say what the king tells me to say. I do what the king tells me to do. Mm -hmm. I want to end with this right here. As you get ready to give today, I believe that this will really bless you or really help you. I I've been saying for a long time that I made, um, uh, I made my, um, I found myself in the word. That's what the Bible says. Jesus mm -hmm. found himself in the word. I found myself in the word and the scripture that I found myself in was in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, mm -hmm. particularly in the amplified version. The Bible says in the King James version, it says, if you give sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Mm -hmm. If you give bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. In verse seven, it says something that's so incredibly powerful yet. in the amplified. Yep. It says, God for God is uh, in the King James. It says, God loves a cheerful mm -hmm. giver in the amplified. It says, for God is unwilling mm -hmm. to do without or abandon a quick, prompt to do giver whose, whose heart, heart is in his giving. Whose heart. I decided I was going to prove that scripture. I began to meditate on that scripture every day. I began to ask God for seed to sow every single day. I began to ask God to teach me how to live as a sower. The rest of that promise is, it says that God is unwilling to abandon or do without a quick prompt to do giver. I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. Listen, they put it up there for me. Thank you so much, Ralph. Mm -hmm. It says, for God, let each man give as he is made mm -hmm. up in his yeah. own mind and purposed in his heart not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion for God loves. He takes pleasure in prizes above and prizes above other things and is unwilling, unwilling. to abandon or do without. Mm -hmm. Wait, 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 mm -hmm. wait. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do giver who his heart is in his giving. Wait a minute. Wait. You mean to tell me, this is what I said about three years ago. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me I can make myself indispensable to mm -hmm. God? You mean to tell me I can make myself indispensable God? How do I make myself indispensable to God? I make myself indispensable to God because God has things he wants done in the earth and he needs somebody who, who serves at the pleasure of the mm -hmm. king. I didn't realize all this time he was training that. He was training that. Anyway, long story short, go to the next verse if you have it. I, I believe it's verse nine. And it says he is able to make all grace. All so I want to testify about all grace because sometimes what you need is the money. Right. On Thursday, I was supposed to catch a flight. I would like to publicly acknowledge in front of the entire world that my husband constantly tells me that I need to leave earlier for flights. And I typically, I'm always kind of OJ Simpson running through the airport. Um, and the Lord has been very, very gracious mm -hmm. to me. And most of the, I mean, I have made it every single time. This one particular time on Thursday, I get to the airport and I did not make it. Well, I could still go, but my luggage could not go, which was going to be a problem. They tell me there is no flight that will get me to my assignment. 
but I need all grace. Mm -hmm. And God is unwilling to do without me. Mm -hmm. Those two young ladies spend 30 minutes breaking the segments of the flight down in order to be able to get me to my assignment. Mm -hmm. He says, I will make all grace, all grace. abound to you. Mm -hmm. I had the money. I could have bought another ticket. Won no tickets. And this is what they said to me when they found the ticket for me. Because here's the thing. is one lady's helping me. And then another lady gets invested in helping her help me. Mm -hmm. Right? They tell me I could not have found that ticket. Mm. I couldn't have found you it. You couldn't have found it. I could not have they found it. They had to do something in the they system. They had to do something in the system. Mm -hmm. They had to create two segments in order to get me there. And I get me, I get there. Why? Because he says he's able to make all grace. Because yeah, you're on a, when you're on assignment for God, God will give you that all grace in order to get that assignment done. And so the, let me tell you what the Lord said. I'm going to say it publicly. Okay, I was waiting. He said to me, <laughs> he said, he said, I have been very gracious to you mm -hmm. and I have allowed you mm -hmm. to slide in many mm -hmm. times. He said, and now I need you to grow up. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that there are times where grow up, God, in, what, grow up in what area? In being on time about oh, the flight. Okay, and okay, this is what he okay. said to me. He <laughs> said, there has to be another level of surrender mm -hmm. about travel mm -hmm. because the reason you're running late is because mm -hmm. you really don't want to mm -hmm. go. He said, I need another level of surrender for you because I'm not late when we're going on vacation. No. I'm, he said, he said, I need another level of service from mm -hmm. you where you will say to me that if I need you in Orlando today and California tomorrow, that you serve at my pleasure. Mm -hmm. Meaning it is a pleasure for is, you to serve. It is a pleasure. Because I think sometimes people, because people talk about, well, so-and-so serves at the pleasure of the governor. And they only think that in terms of, well, they only have the job because the governor uh, has said they have the job. But if you look up the real meaning when it says to serve at the pleasure, it means, because like ambassadors serve at the pleasure of the president. What they really mean is it's my pleasure, Mr. President, to serve as your, to, to serve in this area for you. So that's what God is saying. When when, he, when we when everybody's making and typing that in there, I want you to know that when you say I serve at the pleasure of the king, what you're really saying is it's my pleasure to serve you, king. And he said to me, you got to consider getting there mm. as a part of the pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was this opportunity, but he showed me, he said, all grace is working. I need you there. I'm going to work it out yep. for you to get there, yep. right? So I'm inviting everybody I got a good word for the house today over there. I'm, inv I'm inviting everybody to understand that we are in a season where God really wants to make us limitless. Mm -hmm. And to the people who say yes, you are going to see an accelerated increase on your life. Amen. And to the people who just keep coming to church saying they love Jesus mm. while they spend the week doing, doing their, their thing, own thing, you're going to look just like the world. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the same struggles. You're going to have the same shortage. You're going to have the same lack. In other words, they're going to have limits. They're going to have limits. They're going to have limits. But to the people who will surrender and say, I serve at the pleasure I of the serve. king. It's my pleasure to it's serve you, king. Pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's my to pleasure serve to you, serve you, king. It's my pleasure. And that's what you say, what's wrong with the church? What do we need to do? We need to begin to build in our heart 
It's my pleasure mm-hmm. to serve. And in our church houses, you're right. In our church, <laughs> we need to serve. It needs to say, you need me to get up and go to Target mm-hmm. right now because it's somebody you want me to minister mm-hmm. to. You need me to send $25 to this person I don't really like. You need me you, to attend Bible study. You need me, you to, need attend, me to get my kids involved with it. Whatever. I, it's my pleasure to serve you, King. It is my pleasure to serve you, King. And for those of you who live that way, I'm telling you, there is going to be such an acceleration on your life mm. that people are going to ask you, how are you living this way? Because God wants to make his people billboards for his goodness. Don't forget, this is the year we declare is a year of great, great progress. progress. How do you achieve great progress? You serve at the pleasure of the king. You serve at the, and I just want to challenge you. And some of you go feel real corrected and in your chest and stuff. But I want you to say this. I want you to understand this, especially if you live in Arkansas and you say you're a covenant partner. I want you to really think about how committed you are to the pleasure of the king when you can't drive one Sunday because you're like, we would get back late. My, my, my kids, they got it. Like your kids, they never stayed up late before, or I wouldn't get as much sleep. Understand. That it is those little things that God measures whether yeah. we can be promoted. Especially when you do it for sports, concert, weddings, funerals, um, uh, reunions, homecomings. Brunch. Because listen, I, it, I done seen some homecoming pictures. I done seen some folk travel this country for some homecoming pictures. And, th- and that's fine. But you have to ask yourself, if I'm willing to do that, but then God says to me, come to the huddle. But then I start giving God excuses why I can't make it, why I can't pull up to the huddle, why I can't drive that early. I'm going to get back too late when literally I spent money to fly or drive to go to a homecoming, to get an outfit, to pay money to go to the game, to hire a babysitter so I didn't have to take my kids with me. It's like, come on, ask yourself, are you really serving at the pleasure is it really your is it really your pleasure to serve the king? It's it's one of those self questions you have to ask yourself. I know it's tight, but it's right. All right, so it's your opportunity. <laughs> Listen, if you want to rededicate your life, you can always come on home. Come home in Jesus' name, because you should. You know, let me tell you something. It's about to be so good up in the house. You do not want to be out there living in the streets. It's so good in the house. You do not want to be out here living in the streets. Because let me tell you what God really wants. And some of you need to understand that this is why spiritual connection is so important. God really does want the ceiling of the Stricklands. If you are covenant connected to us. He wants our ceiling to be your floor. And we want it to be your floor. And we want it to be your floor. People say, well, wait a minute. I thought the pastor was supposed to be the head. I'm the head, but I want you to go further than I go. Jesus was the example. Jesus says, I'm going back. Greater work shall you do. Jesus wasn't like, oh, y'all got to stay under me. He was like, I want you to do more than I do because I'm going back with the Father. I want you to go further faster. partner, say it again. I want every partner to do what? Go further faster. Go further faster. Further, faster. And you don't have to go further, faster, real fast because we ain't stopping progress. That's right. (laughs) We want you to go further, faster. We want you to understand that any place that we have gotten breakthrough in, Mm -hmm. this is why spiritual covering and connection matter so much. Any place that we have gotten breakthrough in, it allows you to take that breakthrough without the pain. Yes. And to accelerate. Did you hear what I said? 
So all the stuff we went through to get a happy marriage, you ain't got to go through to get a happy mm. marriage. You can literally use the word and the testimony, the anointing on our life to go further. And that is why the enemy works so hard to get y'all to think that it doesn't matter where you're connected and you don't need to have reverence and honor for the people you're connected to. This weekend, as a part of my prayer time, I walked one day this weekend, and when I was walking, one of the things I prayed, I said, God, you have been so good to Edwin and Sean. I said, at 50 years old, I said, let every one of my spiritual children be where we are today when they're 30 and 40. It, it, accelerate them. Don't let them have to be 50 to be where we are. Do what you're doing for us decades before for them. Accelerate them, God. And I, as I was walking, that was my prayer this weekend. And you just said that. We'll, we'll talk about it more later. Just all the things that God decides <laughs> to do. Man, let me tell you something. God is about to set some of you up for the biggest win in your life. You about to win so big. You go win so big that you go look back and you go say, I don't even know how God did it. And it's going to make, I declare your wins will make you fall deeper in love. And I declare that you are, you are accelerating decades ahead of where we are. Decades ahead. Decades ahead of where we are. All right. We have to go to our other service. Ooh, yes. It's going to be good. So I want to just release the blessing over you. Listen, whether you consider yourself to be a partner of this ministry, whether you consider yourself to be one of our spiritual kids, or whether you consider yourself to be a friend of this ministry, I want to decree and declare over your life right now that as you obey God, every limitation that has been in your way will be burned up by the fire of God. Mm. Every every pattern of sabotage, every setback, every every single thing that the enemy has used to keep you where you That's are right will be burned up by the fire mm -hmm. of God and that you will begin to step into a life where your progress literally has no limits, no limits. and that when you do it, you will not forget the Lord your God mm. because you serve at the pleasure, the pleasure of our great king. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. To serve you, king. To serve you, king. Now I got today. We love you guys. <laughs> We're going to see some of y'all in just a minute. So you see, give your offering. Amen. We love you. And thank you for how you blessed um, the ministers today. Yes. And you won't get to see it, but you th there's going to be a special offering that we are giving to them today. And um, we're able to do it because of your generosity. Because of your generosity. We didn't have to raise us. And I want to say that we didn't have to raise a special offering. We didn't have to do anything extra. We didn't have to have a fish fry or a, or a weenie roast. You guys have been so faithful in your giving that when it's time to bless our pastors and leaders in the month of December, we're going to bless our volunteers as we close out the year. The, it's just there because when people obey God, every resource we need is just in the house. It's just in the house. And so we ask you to continue to do that today. You can give via push pay, via tidally, givelify. You can text to give. However you give, just do it today. If you're an international partner, you know you can give via PayPal. Amen. All right. We love you guys so much. Jamie, we'll we want to see week. you in December. Yes. Let's, let's see, let's you see you your beautiful face. Come on over. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye.